0: Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. The goals are, it's forget 2020. And I, I would like to do that as well, but I know that we're not going to forget 2020. And I don't think the goal is to forget 2020. Uh, I believe the goal is to bring what we've learned from this past year into 2021. And the other thing I was reminded of is that anytime you're going to have a party, if you've ever hosted a party, we've had many parties at our house. And whenever you're going to have a party, what do you do? You clean. You clean. And you fix things. You work on stuff. That drywall spot that's been unsanded for about seven months. You got to get that thing wrapped up. You're having a party. You got to get your house in order. If we're going to have a party in 2021, we have to get our house in order. This message today is about getting your house in order. The way I'll begin is telling you about three types of yard people. There are three kinds of yard people that I've experienced in my life. What I mean is uh, there are some of you in the crowd right now who you truly do not have an opinion on grass-related issues. Like you just don't have an opinion. I was... In this camp for a long time, I grew up uh, in an apartment for many, many years. I never had a yard. and so it just it, it, that wasn't a thing that ever crossed my mind. When I was 20 years old, I bought a house. Uh, I was able to buy a house when I was 20 out of a sheriff's auction. It was a piece of poop. That's what you do sometimes. You take a risk. And we bought a house with a big yard. And one of the new things that I had to learn was with our neighbors, yards matter to people. And so I was in that camp where I didn't really have an opinion on grass-related issues. And then I found out there were people who were disgusted by unkempt lawns. Maybe you're this person who you look at your neighbor's grass and you say, oh my God. When is he going to mow it? You're peeking through the window and you are tortured by the possibility of their crabgrass coming over to your yard. You might be the person who's in camp number two. The other people are on the other side of that driveway and, you know, maybe they are the ones who don't have an opinion on it, but what I became was the person who was disgusted by the beautiful lawns. Because I watched neighbors who obsessed over them, and they would come over and they would say certain things where they were trying to be nice, but I could tell that they were, they were hinting at me needing to pick it up and do better with my grass and yada 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 and I'm listen buddy I'm raising kids not grass and I would think things like this guy needs to get a life what a waste of time and money it's just grass it's not that important I had neighbors over the years who I could tell were judging me in different ways based on my grass, and I was judging them based on the things that they were doing. I could tell their schedule that they were out like it, it with the thing. I didn't even know what the thing was. Apparently, it has fertilizer in it or grass seed or something. Today's message uh, is about getting your house in order. Getting your house in order is an idiom. Uh, An idiom is just a combination of words with a figurative meaning. An idiom is getting your house in order or things like raining cats and dogs outside. Like, it's not really raining cats and dogs. It's a saying. I'm just pulling your leg. She spilled the beans. Keep an eye out for it. You don't do any of these things actually. It's figurative. And so getting your house in order is a a figurative statement that has something to do with uh, solving your own problems before giving someone else advice. Making sure that your own household is taken care of before you judge other people's or have an opinion about it. It's usually said about somebody who has uh, plenty of problems, yet they criticize somebody else for not taking care of their problems kind of thing. Like, well, they need to get their own house in order before they... Maybe you've had somebody in your life that has done this before. I've had this guy, the guy who... I know declared bankruptcy two months ago, but he's giving me financial advice. That guy. It's Do you have your house in order? You have to have your ducks in a row. <laughs> Got to or- organize things and get your stuff together. Have everything Ready and wrapped up, what I'm trying to bring about today is a discussion about um, judgment because what I what I witnessed over the year of 2020 is, um, and I, I could be wrong, but I believe I saw more judgment from people than I've seen before where... It, it was a strange thing because also it was more, uh, it was more forbidden to judge people than ever in 2020, and yet we did it more than ever. You were not allowed to do it at all, but everyone was doing it. And so I witnessed a lot of people say, well, I'm not, I'm not judging, man, I'm just like, <laughs> kind of things oh, I'm not judging, no, 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 I'm not judging, no, no, I'm not, but yeah, yeah, you are. For those of you who are, are not familiar with what a judge is, a judge is a political official who decides cases in a court of law. My, father is, my father-in-law is a, a judge. It was really fun when we were dating, my wife and I. A judge is a person who decides the results of the competition or watches for infractions of the rules. A judge is a person who's able and who is qualified to give an opinion on something. And so not all judging is bad. There is good judging. Here's what I'll say though. Um, If you aren't getting paid for it, You probably goofed up. The reason I bring this up is because any of us who are in this room who have given our lives to Jesus Christ, we are known as Christians, believers. And the thing that goes along with that is that We now have a new identity in the kingdom of God. And that new identity is supposed to bring about new habits and new ways of doing things. And one of the things I feel like God is calling us to in 2021 to be able to to have the party is to release some of the judgment stuff. Jesus talks about a difference between a plank and a speck in Luke chapter 6. See, Jesus does not like hypocrites. In Luke chapter 6, he says this. Do not judge and you won't be judged. Do not condemn and you won't be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank that's in your own eye? A plank, two by four. Like, have you ever got sawdust in your eye? This is recognizing, oh, I think you have something in your eye and not recognizing the eight-foot two-by-four hanging out of yours. He says, you hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to be able to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Basically, that your character will be revealed by what flows out of your, out of your heart and out of your mouth. Let me pause for a second I feel like I feel like I should pray for you. Can I pray for you? Okay. No, I understand totally. I understand totally I understand totally yeah if you want to come up after the after the service is over we can talk and I'll pray for you in private you're good thanks for coming today Stacy, I'm Ryan. I like you, too. Thanks for coming. All right, I'm going to jump back into this stuff. You're good. Further on in Luke chapter 6, Jesus says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People don't pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good that's stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings things evil out of the evil that's stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so, have you ever heard that the, you're comparing apples to oranges? Well, oranges don't grow on apple trees and apples don't grow on orange trees. It just doesn't happen. In the same way, judgmental words don't flow out of non-judgmental hearts. Like it doesn't just accidentally take place. Mean or nasty or evil words don't come from nice, clean, good hearts. In James chapter 3, he says, The tongue also is a fire. It's a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself on fire by hell. Any of you ever get yourself in trouble with your mouth? I think it's the only thing I get myself in trouble with. Here's what I want to bring up for, for 2021 that I think could make a pretty big difference for us. Instead of Instead of judging someone for something, uh, trying to take part in what I would call permissional leadership. Permissional isn't a real word, but that's what I'm going to call it. Permissional leadership. So that you can clearly see you don't have a two-by-four in your own face And you can then see a speck in somebody else's eye. Basically, what I mean is that there are certain people in my life whom I allow to speak into my life. People who I look up to. People who I respect. People who I admire. People who I've watched their life and the way that they carry themselves And based on what I've seen from their lives, I'm okay with them speaking into my life, even if it's something really hard. I give them permission. I've had people come to me before and say, would it be okay if I talk to you about something something hard? Like where I know they're going to say something that is bad about me they're going to tell me something that I've been doing wrong they're going to inform me of something that I've been messing up but for some of these people I give permission because they're people who have their own house in order is it okay if I give you some advice do I, do I have permission to do that for some of you I, I know that you, you've come here to church and it doesn't work because I don't have permission yet to speak to you. And so you don't receive anything that I'm saying because it's, we, we don't know each other well enough yet. Years ago, uh, I had a neighbor named Mike. Mike was uh, my next-door neighbor who was the Mr. Fix-It guy about everything. And it seemed that he had a yearly schedule, a calendar for all of his house maintenance that he needed to be doing. Uh, Things that, honestly, I just thought were made up by the Home Depot or Lowe's or something for you to buy stuff. Um, But he was out on a regular schedule, constantly outside. And I'm peeking out the window like, what is this guy doing? This guy's ridiculous. Like, maybe he doesn't even live there. Maybe that's just somebody that works for him. And all the time I would watch these different things that he was doing. He's fertilizing his lawn, and he's watering this, and he's he's up on the roof, and he's checking shingles. He's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this. And constantly doing maintenance-related things And all the time, I'm going, this guy's crazy. This guy's ridiculous. What a waste of time. Doesn't he have anything better to do? And I remember when it hit me at some point that this was a major plank, a two-by-four that was sticking in my eye and recognizing, you know what? I'm not a good steward of my house. I am not a good steward of my house. I don't take care of things well. I squander blessings that have been given to me. And then I try to find other people to bail me out of problems that never would have happened if I would have been a good steward. And he's over there being a good steward, and I'm, I'm judging him for the things that he's doing. I had to have a, a, a plank removal service. It wasn't tweezers. And just recognizing that I needed to work on some stuff in my own life um, and get my own house in order before I ever had any permission whatsoever to try to bring judgment towards him. If you do this, you work on putting some of your stuff straight and getting your house in order. To lead people by example. The reason I'm talking about this today is because the church, the church of Jesus Christ, is going to need to lead people in 2021 by example. We're going to need to lead people by example of how things are supposed to happen. The only way that I'm going to be able to lead people by example is if I'm a good steward the only way I can do that is if I can tell people I've been there I've done that I got the t-shirt like I've been through I've walked the walk I've done it and it was hard Jesus teaches that disciples have to judge other disciples sometimes if you're This is one of the things we're called to as believers. We're called to judge other believers. And you might hear, do not judge. Actually, when you're a believer, you're called to judge your fellow brother and sister in Christ. But you're only allowed to do that. You're only allowed to do that when you've been walking the walk. Matthew 18 it says, if your brother or sister sins against you, go and point out their fault. Just between the two of you. If they listen to you, then you've won them over. You've gained permission to lead them. you won them over. They respect you. They look up to you in some way. They trust you. They've seen that you walk the walk. This is where the, the rubber kind of meets the road. That if you're a follower in Christ, some things have to change. Uh, Your house needs to be in order if you want to be an example to the rest of the world. And we're all going to make mistakes and we're going to mess things up, but it's in the process of striving and pursuing to do better and recognizing that we're different now. We live in a new kingdom, we have new identities. You've been given a new identity in Christ and you've been given new responsibility. So, here's what I want to ask and and challenge you to uh, for the beginning of this year. What is a word that you want to strive towards this year? What is something that you want to be better in? What is something that is, what, what's at the top of the list that's keeping your house from being in order? How many of you are married? How many of your spouses would say our house is in order? Huh? All right, that's fine. Our house is, well, what's keeping your house from being in order? What's the thing at the top of the list? What's the word for 2021? Finances, purity, honesty, reliability, focus, positivity. What's the word for you? I'd love to ask you what you think uh, what you think you can do different or better in 2021. I think what would be better is to ask you, what do you think God could do with your life in 2021? What do you think God could do in your life in 2021? If, if you gave it over to him? I'm going to end early and just pray. I'm going to challenge you to think of a theme word for this year that you can pray into. We've done this every year for the past several. Some of you forget it before you get to lunch on the first week. But some of you carry it all year long. What is the word that God is challenging you to this year? Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone in this room that you know we we know we're we're carrying things from 2020 into this year. But I also just pray expectantly and excitedly and hopefully just that you're going to do incredible things this year. So God, I pray that you would put a word on each and every person's heart. That you would give them something to pray into, something that would become a mantra, something that they wouldn't forget. That they would ask themselves the question repeatedly, what do I need for my house to be in order? so that I can be an example to the rest of the world. Because God, we need to lead people who don't know who you are in the way of everlasting. We need to lead people who don't know who you are to salvation and hope and healing and forgiveness. And God, I'm praying expectantly that your church is going to grow this year. What do we need to work on to get our house in order? We give it to you and we partner with you to work on it and fix it and recognize if there's a plank in our own eye before we're ever able to call out a speck in somebody else's. We love you, Jesus, for your discipline. And we love you, Jesus, for your grace. We praise you and pray in your name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. If anyone would like to be prayed for about anything, We'll have some prayer team people over here by the cross. And uh, I hope to see you guys soon. We're going to dig into some some goals and some habits for 2021. And uh, I think it's going to be a good year. God bless you. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.